Welcome to the Say Yes to Life podcast. Here at CrossFit Advantage, we believe that life is a team sport where every person, no matter who you are, is the most valuable player in the game. We are a community of humble, hungry, happy, helpful people whose mission is to improve quality of life through health and fitness. Welcome to another episode of the Say Yes to Life podcast. Today I'm here with Cody and two very special guests, Clayton Feist and Teresa Costanzo. We just recently opened CrossFit Advantage Everett, and these two have been running the show up there, and we are beyond excited to have them on the team and get to know them on today's episode. So Clayton and Teresa, welcome. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Lou. All right, and I'll hand it off to Cody to kick us off with another double intro. Oh my gosh, thanks, Lo. I am really excited for this episode. As hopefully everyone that listens to this show knows, um, our team is very important to us. Building, uh, building our team, um, you know, looking for and developing the right individuals to uh, run the show and to to lead the charge here is a big part of who we are and what makes us different. Uh, the time that we invest in our team members and the amount that they invest in themselves is um, pretty unique. And I am so excited to introduce Clayton and Teresa to not only the Limwood audience, but even some of the new athletes that we have at Everett that have only seen Teresa either taking or leading a class for them to get to know these two a little bit more. I'm very excited for as well. So Clayton has been kind of our primary uh, coach and manager running the show. Teresa's been uh, helping recruit and uh, get people back into the gym and has been coaching some classes, and I'm really excited to introduce them. So uh, thanks for being on, guys. Really appreciate it. Awesome. Okay, so Teresa, could you start by telling me about your background and kind of when and how you first got into CrossFit? Uh, I have to credit my husband. He did the USMC Mud Run about nine years ago and had so much fun, decided that he would sign the two of us up for the Tough Mudder. And we decided we should probably prepare for that in some way. So we started CrossFitting and fell in love and been doing it ever since, five days a week. I love it. Tough Mudder sounds pretty intense. And what better way to train for it than throwing down heavy barbells and climbing ropes and all kinds of obstacles? That's awesome. All right, Clayton, what about you? What is your background and how'd you get into CrossFit? Yeah, so I always had a, a pretty intense sports background. And then after I joined the military, uh, I was stationed here in Everett. And I had a buddy who was a level one coach who had done some coaching in his past. And we connected and became pretty good friends. And he invited me to come try out this idea of CrossFit with him, thinking that I would enjoy it and have some fun doing it. And uh, he could not have been more right. Uh, the first day in here, I I was hooked. I fell in love with the community, the competition, and that that drive to push yourself in new ways that I hadn't got to experience in a really long time. So ever since like 2016, I've been in here trying my best to be decently in shape and good at something. I love that. I think I think you're more than decently in shape. I've I've worked out with you. You are definitely more than decently in shape. Um, and then what made the shift from or when did that shift happen from just being an athlete to wanting to coach? And uh, Clayton, I'll have you continue on. When did you want to start coaching? 
Yeah, coaching was always something that I, I found myself doing and getting kind of thrown in those positions. In high school, I got, I got put into a lot of those uh, player coaching positions where some of the athletes would go down and coach some of the younger kids. And that carried over to when I was in college. I started coaching basketball at a local um, AAU team. And then uh, a few years later, I found myself coaching a junior high football team. So this coaching thing, was it seemed to be coming back up uh, just everywhere I went. So when I found an opportunity inside the gym where they needed some help and there was a level one, uh, the CrossFit level one uh, course coming up, I, I jumped at the opportunity and I always have found it more rewarding when an athlete does something or succeeds at something. I, I found it way more rewarding than when I would succeed. So I was hooked with that from a, an early experience and I always wanted to be involved with coaching in somehow or in some way. I like that a lot, Clayton. And Teresa, what about you? What made you want to coach? Well, I've been a, a teacher for, gosh, 15 years now. So it seemed sort of a natural extension of what I do for a living. Um, I've been a yoga teacher for about seven years and found that sharing my experience and my uh, love of yoga through uh, teaching, you know, Carrying that over into CrossFit seemed like the natural thing to do. So like Clayton said, when the opportunity came up to take the level one, I figured uh, even if there wasn't an opportunity for me to actively coach, it would at least develop my own uh, skills. Yeah, Teresa, do you feel like there's a lot of overlap between teaching yoga and then teaching little people in school and also teaching CrossFit? Oh, Absolutely. Uh, there's a lot, uh, you know, classroom management type skills, you know, managing large groups uh, of different types of people with different levels of ability. Definitely. That's really cool. I actually had a follow up question as well. I, I had a similar background to you too. I, I started coaching uh, team sports and then some individual sports, uh, you know, club in high school. And the carryover was definitely significant. And one thing that I found that I fell in love with when I started coaching uh, fitness and CrossFit in a one-on-one -on -one and group setting was that the audience was all over the place, right? You had kiddos, you had grandparents, you had athletes, you had people that had never worked out before. You had different experience levels and different goals. And um, for me, that was such a fun challenge. I love the fact that um, everybody can get something cool out of working out and it was just a great impact. What would you say, maybe Clayton first, what's one thing that you've loved about coaching CrossFit specifically uh, that's like just growing your passion for being a coach. Yeah, I, th I think you said it pretty well that there's there's so many different, uh, you know, so I guess a variety of personnel that's going to come through that door. So I, I find myself picking from my experiences working with really young kids, whether that be, you know, when we were trying to manage flag football full of six-year-olds trying to herd cattle or whether it was in the military running the fitness program with grown men and grown women. Uh, you find ways to connect with people on different levels and some things that make sense for some don't always make sense for the others. So finding that, you know, that the right way to say something and the challenge that come up with to try to hit something home uh, is it's a great learning experience. It constantly keeps me trying to find new ways to attack problems. And that's been the challenge, but it's been really rewarding when it works. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, what about you, Teresa? Yeah, I agree with Clayton. You know, we all learn in different ways. And uh, it's interesting to be able to approach 
things from different angles, whether it's, you know, visual or physical or, or verbal to find the ways that work for each individual athlete. That's great. Thanks for sharing that, Teresa and Clayton. So the next question is kind of about the mission of CFA. So our mission is to improve quality of life through health, fitness, community, and connection. So I'd love to hear kind of what this means to you. How do you make sense of that mission and practice it every day? The way uh, I look at it, health and fitness sort of perpetuate one another. You know, fitness begets health, health begets fitness. And the other two do the same, community and connection. Those two kind of work to support each other. Within those kind of two groups, it creates, I think, an even bigger loop, a closed loop, that one thing supports the other. It keeps people coming back long term and, uh, you know, that's what we're looking for, that longevity, being able to live the life you want to live for as long as possible. Yeah, I think that Teresa says it incredibly well. Uh, my goal every day with the values and, you know, is to try to provide that space for people where they always feel like they have that community, that, that connection for, you know, setting the precedence for what the culture is going to be like here. And, you know, fitness and health comes along with that. And we, we challenge you to push yourself there. But having a safe place where you can, you can come and work on those things is what I try to provide every day to the clients. Yeah, that's definitely true. I agree. And I think we used to talk about this as a team. We, we didn't used to always use the, the word community so much in our branding and messaging because first and foremost, we're not really trying to sell community, but it's almost like you know, people come in the door trying to get fitter, but then community kind of is cultivated as a byproduct. But then, like Teresa said, it becomes this closed loop where they keep, you know, positively building off each other. And then the fitter you get, the more you want to dig into the community. And so it's something that uh, you might not be able to experience through just reading our mission statement, but it's something that you got to, you have to feel it to know it, you know? And then kind of going off that, uh, our four core values here at CFA are humble, hungry, happy, and helpful. So I want to know which of these comes most naturally to you, and then maybe which of these do you want to practice more of? And I'll have Teresa start on this one. Uh, the one that definitely comes more naturally to me would be happy. I believe uh, very strongly in the power of positivity. Uh, I don't you know, think that all of life is sunshine and rainbows, but I also believe that you are in charge of you. Uh, you can take life on your own terms. You can allow negativity uh, into your life or not. One I probably should cultivate more of, I would say, is hungry. Uh, when things are good, I like them to stay good. Uh, I'm not always hungry for more, and maybe I should be. That's super interesting. Um, speaking of being hungry for more, Teresa, is there any specific goals or things you've been thinking about or working toward kind of amidst this new transition? I would say I just want to be a better coach. I think that, you know, no matter what it is that I attack in life, I am always educated, trying to educate myself. I'm always reading, watching, uh, trying to learn more. So I just think I want to, I just want to be a better coach every day. I love it. All right, Clayton, what about you? Uh, I would say the one that definitely comes more naturally for me figuratively and literally is hungry. 
Um, that's always been something that's been on for uh, something important to me. I'm always trying to learn, always trying to dig a little deeper into something that would uh, enhance my knowledge or help me coach better. Um, I would say to that extent, uh, helpful has always kind of been something that I've, I've, I've really found myself in those positions of trying to help. Um, the things I definitely work on would be the, the humble and happy. Not that I'm not humble, but I think it's important to, to always remind yourself to stay humble. And I think we're presented with a lot of opportunities when we're throwing around weight or we're, you know, putting scores up on the board to realize that like that, that being humble is, is really important, especially in the face of the entire gym. Um, hopefully, uh, if anybody who knows me would say that those four things are something that I, I hope to be really good at. Um, but of those four things, I, I think I'm always striving to work a little bit more on each and every single one of them. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that you both represent all four of them so well. And, uh, man, what a perfect team. I love the fact we talk about this a lot on the team in general is we don't want everyone to be the same. We like to kind of fill in each other's gaps and address each other's weaknesses as a group. And I love the fact that while both of you do represent all four of those values very well, the two that, you know, Clayton is the strongest at are the other two that Teresa is the strongest at. What a perfect pair. I just love that. For sure. Cody, can I put you on the spot and ask you the same? Which of these do you feel like comes most naturally to you? And then which one do you want to practice more of? Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I wasn't, I didn't have any answers prepared. So uh, let's see how this goes. Yeah, I would say, um, I, I love them all. I think they're all very important. And I would say for me, it's almost more of like an ebb and flow of different times and seasons of my life where like, I'm really, um, I'm really attacking one or one's been really present in my life. And then that means one's a little bit, uh, a little bit behind. And it's kind of a, like a shifting, like always moving ebb and flow throughout them. I would say right now with, you know, we've got two more gyms opening, uh, one's already open. We just came back from, uh, you know, a team lifting at nationals. I've got the Pan Ams next week. I would say that right now, like hungry is definitely at the forefront of my daily life. And, um, I would say happy has taken a back seat because of it. I'm, uh, like Teresa said, I am very positive. I have a great attitude for the most part. I also believe in the power of positivity. And I think that if you can be positive, you can be anything, but with the increase in hungry and taking, I also believe in biting off more than you can chew and finding a way to chew it. Um, but being in that phase, it has affected my ability to, uh, look for my happiness opportunities as much as usual. So, um, I would say that's kind of my answer they, they ebb and flow throughout different seasons and phases. And as things come up, same with humble, I find myself in phases where I'm like, I'm very centered. I'm very comfortable. I'm very humble. Um, I don't mind being vulnerable at the appropriate time. I don't mind being confident at the appropriate time. Um, and I find other times where maybe I've had a string of successes and maybe my, my, uh, humility isn't in check as much as it should be. And, um, I think that's just kind of how that goes for me is all four of them kind of ebb and, ebb and flow as I, as I take on things throughout my life. Yeah, that makes sense. I think it's definitely an ebb and flow. And I don't know that any person perfectly embodies and has achieved all of these values. Um, so I kind of like, I, I like thinking of them as North stars to be constantly striving toward. All right, now for the fun part. So I want to do some rapid fire, get to know you questions. So we're going to go with Clayton first. If you could tame any wild animal to be your pet, what would it be? Lion. 
All right, Teresa? Raccoon. That was very rapid fire. Nice job. <laughs> that was pretty rapid fire. That was impressive. They had those uh, locked and loaded. <laughs> Cody? Man, for reals. Okay, well, first of all, I, I, my wife's going to be mad at me because she's very against zoos and, and uh, animals in captivity in general. But I'm going to say a tiger because they are majestic and I want to ride one. Perfect. Sorry, Bethany. <laughs> All right. What is your go-to coffee order, Teresa? Well, I have to say I'm a big fan of bulletproof coffee first thing in the morning, but for the most part, just straight up coffee. Ooh, okay. What is your bulletproof coffee recipe? It is uh, about a teaspoon of MCT and about a half teaspoon of grass-fed butter and a big old scoop of collagen. Okay. I like it. Clayton, what do you got? Not nearly as impressive. I like drip coffee with a little bit of hazelnut creamer. Ooh, sounds delicious. Keep it simple. So if you ever uh, see Clayton and Ter or Teresa early in the morning, hint, hint, those are their coffee orders. So that's how you can make their day. Cody, are you still a cold brew guy? Uh, no, actually, we got like an espresso machine a couple years ago. So now I just make shots of espresso and I'm currently tapering my, uh, my coffee down uh, to get ready for Pan Am's. And so... I usually do, oh my gosh, this sounds terrible. I usually do four shots with a little bit of water uh, every morning. And right now I'm doing either one uh, or zero shots in the morning. So it's been an adjustment for sure. What about you, Lo? I go back and forth. I honestly, a little bit of drip coffee with some oat milk is always good. But I also am a big fan of cold brew. So kind of depends. But honestly, anything with caffeine, I will consume gladly. <laughs> All right, favorite and least favorite movements in CrossFit, or uh, sorry, favorite and least favorite movements in CrossFit. Clayton? Uh, favorite movement would probably be anything above 90, so like the power movements. Uh, so I, I'd probably say like power clean. And then least favorites gotta be, mm, it's, I'll, I'll say thrusters and burpees. They're they're pretty tied for, for my least favorite. Oof. Doesn't get much spicier than thrusters and burpees, especially when they are back-to-back. Uh, -back. All right, Teresa? Oh, I'm a big fan of the deadlift. Uh, I love the power that comes with that. That was an easy answer. Uh, the least favorite is a really tight tie between wall balls and thrusters, and if you think about it, they're kind of the same. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and say wall balls. Oof. That's a good one. Uh, it's now Thursday when we're recording this and my legs are still sore from that wall ball workout we did on Monday. <laughs> Anyone else's legs still destroyed from that one? Uh, brutal. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cody? Well, first of all, I know that I'm going to build a tribute workout for Clayton that has uh, those movements in it. And then we're going to do a workout called Teresa that is just wall balls and thrusters. <laughs> um, I think my favorites are snatches and handstand walks. And then my least favorite is pistols by far. What about you, Lo? Oh, my. See, I like pistols. Uh, pistols are probably my favorite and least favorite. I would also have to say thrusters. There's a, a bonus of thrusters in the uh, one of our bonus workouts this week has thrusters for barbell cycling. And I know I should do it, but I know it's going to hurt. All right. Uh, next question is, would you rather be able to teleport or read minds? I'll start this one off. I'll say that uh, I would way rather be able to teleport. I, I have like this tiny fear of flying where I'm okay until I'm in the air and it starts shaking. And then like 
that fear comes out. So I'm okay with the idea of flying. I have no problem getting on planes, but once the turbulence comes, I, I would give anything to be able to teleport. Oh, I would choose reading minds, especially if I could read minds of animals. Uh, you know, if you have a dog or a cat at home, like, don't you wonder, like, what is going on in their heads sometimes? Every day. I, I didn't even think about that. That's a really good point. I did not say animal minds, but we're going to include that in the question because I would love to know what my dog is thinking all the time. Cody? I would say teleport. That would just save so much time getting from place to place. And I was initially thinking that I don't want to know what people are thinking, but now Teresa has got me wondering what my cats call me, uh, what my, what their name for me is. And if they could, if I could read their minds, I'd figure it out. Yeah, I agree. Teresa's <laughs> answer was a big game changer. I would love to know what my dog's thinking. That If that's allowed, I'm changing. You could read tigers and raccoons minds too. That'd be pretty cool. Okay. Favorite thing to order for brunch. Clayton. Ooh, I'm a, I'm a big breakfast burrito guy, but uh, anything breakfast burrito, French toast, those are my go-tos and then always finish it up with a cinnamon roll. Okay. What's that cinnamon roll place that's nearby Everett you were telling us about? New Mexicans. They do a killer cinnamon roll. Sounds dangerous, but absolutely delicious. All right, Teresa. Yeah, I am a huge fan of breakfast foods, and I will eat them any time of day. Just note that. Uh, my favorite order, though, is definitely Eggs Benedict, preferably with a little spinach in there. Cody, what about you? Uh, I'm with Teresa. Eggs Benedict all the way. And any time of day, any day of the week, Eggs Benedict works. Really can't go wrong. I have this philosophy about meals. I think that the only meals that we really need are brunch, snacks, and dinner at some point. <laughs> Everything else can, can, can wait. All right. Last question is, do you have any hidden talents? And if you can't think of any, what's a talent you wish you had? Here's, here's where the, the practice on humbling needs to come in for me, but uh, I can juggle with the best of them. So I, uh, I'm pretty good at juggling. juggling. I can juggle off a wall. Um, given the right balls, I can juggle off the ground. So hidden talents, juggling. Juggling, okay. We'll get you some lacrosse balls and maybe our next warm-up will have some juggling in it. Perfect. Yes, I did not know that about Clayton. I'm, I'm fascinated. Uh, my hidden talent is I have a really good sense of taste. Uh, I can have a new food or a new dish and kind of pick it apart in my head and identify the ingredients. Well, so you can like go to a restaurant, order something, and kind of figure out what's in what you ordered? Yes, that's one of my favorite things to uh, something when I've had something really, really good is to go home and sort of try to recreate it, especially different ethnic foods. They're really challenging, but uh, it's pretty cool. That's super interesting. I feel like that would come in handy. You can just kind of like taste things and go create them on your own. I like it. Cody, any hidden talents? I don't know if I have any hidden talents, but I wish more than anything in the world that I could sing and have that be my hidden talent where I could just surprise people and like belt out a tune but I have like one note that I really smash it's like right in the middle and uh that's my singing voice so I wish I had a better I wish I could sing that would make my day do we get to hear that note or no that's in the next episode you gotta you gotta tune in <laughs> stay oh, tuned perfect. it's just Cody one note the whole time <laughs> All right, team. <laughs> that is just about all we have time for. Thank you so much, Clayton and Teresa, for hopping on the podcast today. I'm super excited for folks at both Linwood and Everett to hear this. And 
hopefully meet you in person soon if you haven't stopped by Everett. It is a fantastic place with some pretty badass coaches. Cody, thanks for your time today, and I'll see you guys at the gym. Thanks for having us. Thank you. I speak on behalf of the whole team of coaches when I say that we are so incredibly grateful and excited that Clayton and Teresa are part of the team. Not only did they play a huge role in remodeling the beautiful new Everett space, but as coaches, they have brought so much new energy and passion to CFA as we grow this community. When you get a chance, be sure to say hello and welcome them to the Wolfpack. And just a heads up, we will be taking a break from the podcast for the rest of the summer. This season has been a blast and thank you so much for listening. If you like the podcast, it would mean the world if you could take a minute to leave us a review and share it with your friends. Have a fantastic summer and we will be back soon.